Welcome back to the Igniting Dreams Within podcast. We solve life and business problems that transform businesses and individuals into happier and fulfilled ones. I am your host, Ebenezer Mabulo, and today we are talking about knowing your limits. Let me say that again, knowing your limits. Many a time when we get into the inspiration mode or the inspiration type of living, we we tend to ignore our limits. I'm not saying that we don't have limits and I don't want to give you the notion that you, you have got everything that you need to achieve, whatever it is that you want to achieve. But realistically speaking, you and I have got limitations. We've got limitations in our abilities or our aptitudes. We've got physical limitations. And those are the limitations that I want to talk about. The physical limitations. Because beyond the physical limitations, the mental limitations, you can break through them. I like what my mentor, John Maxwell, says. He talks about choices. Choices are the limitations that you have because of the necessary choices that you need to make in specific areas in your life. For example, you might have a rotten or a bad attitude. That is a limitation that you have that will hinder you from achieving success in whatever area you desire to achieve. But having that negative or that rotten attitude is not the end of it all. You can work, you can make the decision, you can choose to no longer have that negative or that rotten attitude. That is an area we call all that my mentor calls choices. But the other area that I want to focus on today is a physical talent or gifting limitations. The limitations that you would have that would hinder you from achieving the success that you desire to achieve because you lack the necessary aptitude for you to be able to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. For example, I used to play the keyboard and I would like to say that I was fairly average. And for me to fully commit to a particular craft and to give it my very all or my very best, I don't need or I don't want to be average in that particular area of gifting or in that area that I'm pursuing. I want to be extraordinary. I want to be the best in that particular field. But when it came to me playing the keyboard, I found myself reaching my maximum ability at average or maybe to to be so bluntly honest just below average I, I wasn't good enough at a level that i was satisfied with in my ability to play the keyboard yes i can play the keyboard and i knew i i even have a certificate in music theory and i i have a certificate in the piano and the thing is i got total i totalized i got 100 percent in my piano certification but whenever I wanted to go beyond that below average ability or that below average, I couldn't go through. Why did I make the conclusion that 
this is an area that whose limitations I had reached. In mathematics, we talk about limits, where you, you get to a point where a particular function has reached its limits that it can't go beyond there. And a limit has to approach a particular point. And when it approaches that particular point, that's where you reach the limit in mathematics. And for me, I, I reached that point in music. Because I remember I was a DJ, even a DJ, maybe in DJing I was an average DJ. But when it came to the keyboard, I was a below average person. Because the thing is, what I realized about myself, this is the truth that I came to realize. In order for you and I to know our limitations, we need to be so truthful with ourselves and our limitations that we are able to have the honest conversations with ourselves. And I like what my mentor Jack Welch calls it. He says that you and I need to face reality as it is, not as it were or as we wish it could be, but as it is currently or at the moment. And I reached that point because I realized that whether I was DJing or I was playing the keyboard, music was just not there. It, it wasn't my passion. It wasn't my passion in, in the sense that I wouldn't get caught up maybe the entire day studying music or listening to music. My listening to music had moods. Today, I would feel that I'm in the mood to listen to house music. Then I could make great mixtapes and I could mix and, and make great beats. And I made a lot of those. But there were some days where I'm like, ah, I'm not in the mood to play music. And if you're going to be a professional musician or a professional keyboard player, you can't be saying that today I'm in the mood to praise God because I played gospel. I played gospel keyboard. I played gospel music. You can't be saying today I'm in the mood to praise and worship God. And tomorrow like, nah, today I don't feel like praising or worshiping God. I don't feel like practicing the keyboard. Or today I don't feel like DJing. So it's because of that that I reached my limitations because I knew that I wasn't practicing every day and I didn't have the passion or the stamina to practice all day long or maybe a couple of days straight. I could practice Monday. Today I was like, ah, the following day I'm like, ah, I'm not in the mood to play the keyboard. Ah, I'm not in the mood to DJ. Then I, I, I played my music or my music career was based on emotions. Whether I felt like it today or I didn't feel like it. And if you are going to become a serious professional in a particular craft, you can't be practicing deliberately based on your emotions. It needs to be an area where you are fully committed. Whether the days are good or bad, you would still have the passion to practice the keyboard if it is the keyboard. Or if it's to DJ, you would have the passion to DJ whether you feel like it or not. And in my case, I, I, I didn't. Sometimes I would even take an entire week without practicing. And it would show up when we went to church practice or when we went to the praise and worship team practice. Sometimes there are songs that I should have been practicing during the week because I didn't feel like practicing them or like practicing. I didn't know those songs and I would consistently give be below mediocre performance. And it was this realization that I made a conclusion that, you know what, my this is where my music career ends. I had to have that honest conversation with myself that Mr. Marvolo, this is where your music career ends.
Not that I wasn't, I was, I, I, I was fairly good, fairly good. Even today, when I get on the keyboard, I can, I can, I can help, I can hold my ground. But I'm not at a level where I'm fully satisfied that this is the professional level that I could even go and play internationally or play at a professional level. Now, it's that level of honesty that led me to no longer waste my time trying to learn the keyboard. It is when I got honest and realistic with myself and appreciation of my limitations that I was able to pull the plug and say that, Mr. Marvel, you know what? Ah, music is just not for you. Whether it's DJing, like look at you, you can't DJ full. You can't be making mixes, one hour mixes or two hour mixes every day because your music is dependent on moods, whether you feel like it or not. Now you can't be a professional DJ. At the very same time, you are playing the keyboard with emotions. You can't be a professional keyboard player. Then it was with those honest truth conversations with myself that I made the conclusion that music is not for me. Or music I will listen to, music I will enjoy listening to. But when it comes to being a professional DJ or a professional piano keyboard player, that wasn't for me. And it was that honesty with myself and my limitations that set me free. I no longer had to go to practice and waste five or five or more hours in the practice trying to learn songs that I had no interest in learning. Songs that or practice that didn't bring out the passion in me. And when I accepted and when I knew and was honest with myself about my limitations, I got set free. I was able to retire or to give up any pursuit that I was pursuing in attempting to become a keyboard player. I gave up and I, I saved time. Instead of wasting time trying to become a DJ, knowing, that, knowing what my limitations were, I could invest my time, my resources, my passion, and the hours that I had into other crafts that I knew that I was very good at. And even today, I don't regret giving up playing music because I had reached my limits. I knew that I couldn't go beyond those, those levels that I was in because music was just not in me. Yes, to listen to music, even listening to music, I can't spend five days consistently listening to music because it's not in me. And it's the same with you, my friend. There are some areas in your life where you need to be honest with yourself, where you are reaching your limitations, where you need to be so honest with yourself and say, you know what, uh, Sam or whoever your name is, you know what, this is your limitations. I like what my mentor said. He says, you know what's the greatest thief of time of ec or excellence? The greatest thief of time and excellence is preoccupation with good things which are not right for you. In other words, you could be wasting your time, you could be wasting your life with doing good things. But those good things end up not being good for you, not being good for your gifting, not being good for your talent, not being good for the aptitude or the strengths and the giftings that the creator gave you. Now, the first question that I want to challenge you with, in which areas are you wasting your time or are you wasting your life trying to put in the practice when you know that you've reached your limitations? 
Are you wasting time trying to become someone you're not, even though you know that you are reaching your limitations and you can't go beyond those limitations? Have those honest conversations with you. Now, the other part, if you are not so honest with yourself, you need to be careful. There needs to be a there is a fine line between your limitations and laziness. There is a fine line between your limitations and you wanting the easy way out. And after I had made the great transition of knowing what my limitations were, the second mistake I made was to quit too soon. And that's what I did in my professional coding or in my computer science, in my computer science field. You know, I was a brilliant, ah, I, I want to use past tense. I, I was a brilliant computer scientist until I stopped practicing. You know, computer science or programming or software engineering or hacking, it's like mathematics. Whether you know mathematics or not, it's not the, it's not the issue. But the real issue is, are you putting in the time? Are you coding every day? Are you putting the time in coding to allow you to become an exceptional mathematician? Are you putting in the time to become an exceptional programmer? And what I realized, or oh, my biggest mistake in that time was that I quit too soon. I, instead of, the thing is, or what led me, it was, looking back at it, it was foolishness. Because I saw my speaking career picking up momentum and I saw myself getting gigs, getting called to gigs to speak and to coach. And I was getting free gigs. I was getting free gigs. And those free gigs I was getting, they were not, they were not going to make me a professional speaker because I had reached my limitations. You know, I loved speaking, but I wasn't making an income in speaking or in coaching to an extent that I could say I'm quitting my coding or I'm no longer going to be coding and I'm going to focus on my speaking career. I was so foolish to think that having the passion to become a speaker or having the passion to research, I would earn a living in it. And I found myself, I remember that the day I made the conclusion that I was never going to code anymore. I was attending a software engineering boot camp. Forgetting that the previous three, I think it's two or three years, I wasn't coding full time. The past two or three years, I wasn't coding full time. And when I did not pass the, the coding boot camp, instead of acknowledging that, no, I had spent two or three years doing research as a speaker, pursuing personal development, trying to become a professional speaker and not coding in the process. And instead of saying that, no, I'm not hanging or I'm not ending my career as a speaker, I prematurely ended my career as a coder or as a software engineer. And the, the, come, the upcoming years were hard years because I realized that if I were to become a brilliant coach or the credibility that I needed to build as a brilliant coach, I could have easily built the credibility as a programmer because I was a brilliant programmer. But those two years I spent not invested in my craft. 
those two years I spent not coding ended up taking me from an exceptional level and taking me to an average level. And that, that, that doesn't mean that I had reached my limitations as a programmer. That didn't mean I had reached my limitations as a software engineer. But that because I didn't put in the time that I needed to put in to become an exceptional and a great programmer, I prematurely judged and concluded that I wasn't, I didn't have the gifting to become a programmer. And I forgot that I taught myself programming. I was the one who had the ability, who had the aptitude, the gift, the mental gift to be able to become an exceptional coder. And I had been competing professionally with other professional coders. And I had went to the highest level in my coding career. But because I made the decision emotionally, not logically, so that I had not been putting in the time, I prematurely judged and concluded that my coding career was over. And that became an area or a choice that I ended up regretting because I had now, the time when I realized this, it had been five years that I hadn't been coding professionally. And by the time I was, I was so below average as compared to the time when I was, I was an exceptional coder. And I want to caution you, my friend, as you are going to be looking at the areas that you are going to be looking if you are reaching your limitations in those areas. Don't prematurely judge or conclude that you don't have the credibility or you don't have the aptitude, the gifting or the talents that you need for you to reach that professional level by being lazy. I got lazy. I stopped coding. I, I, I got, I got, I got into a slump, what my mentor, my business mentor, my business coach calls uh, the entrepreneurial seizure. It's what Michael Gerber calls the entrepreneurial seizure. Why do you think that because you, you, you got motivated by someone to thinking that you could become an entrepreneur, you end up making the foolish decision of going to entrepreneurship when you are not ready or fully prepared to even quit your job to become a full entrepreneur or a professional entrepreneur. And according to me, or according to my definition, a professional entrepreneur is someone who makes at least a million in 10 over or more. Now that's a person who has built a business in such a way that they just need to make a few tricks there and there and adjust there and there to become a full-blown entrepreneur and to be able to start generating profit if they are not generating profit. But when you find yourself that you, you can't even consistently make 1,000 bucks every month and yet you want to quit your coding career to say that you are going to pursue entrepreneurship when you're not even making consistent 1,000 rand, 1,000 rand, that's equivalent to probably eight to hundred dollars, American US dollars every month, or every week, it does not give you enough credibility. It does not give you enough money to you for you to make the conclusion that you are going to entrepreneurship full time. And that's the mistake that I see a lot of people doing. You, you get passionate or you read Rich Dead, Poor Dead, or you read some other motivational book about entrepreneurship, then you want to conclude that you are going to quit your job and go into full-time entrepreneurship. When you're not even making, when you're not even making enough money to feed yourself or to sustain that entrepreneurial venture. 
and I ended up spending a couple of years, a couple of years, until I came to the realization that I gave up my coding career. I gave up my co my professional coding career too soon because I was lazy. I was lazy to put in the time that I had put in previously that made me an exceptional or a great program. And as you are going to be evaluating the areas where you are reaching or you are hitting your limitations, don't mistake laziness for limitations. Don't mistake not putting in the time or the deliberate amount of hours in deliberate practice. Don't mistake that with your limitations because there's a huge difference between you not being able to put in the amount of practice that you need to break through the mediocrity or the average area of performance and what you need to do in your career or in your craft to become a professional in that particular area and in whatever you do don't settle for mediocrity don't choose a particular career or don't make the conclusion that it's not for you when you haven't put in the time Put in the time that you need to put in for you to become a professional speaker or a professional coach if you need be. Put in the amount of deliberate practice and time in deliberate practice for you to become a professional whatever it is that you want to become in whatever career that you want to become. Don't be lazy, my friend. Don't be lazy. And as you are going into 2020, as you are reflecting on the mistakes that you might have had made or the shortfalls that you might have had encountered in 2019, when you reach those areas in your life where you realize that, ah, in this particular area, I had reached my limitations, whether as an entrepreneur or as me attempting to become a professional, whatever, be honest with yourself that when you when you have self-evaluated that no in order for me to become a professional whatsoever i need to do one two three four five and when you check the amount of practice or the amount of time you are invested in that craft when you notice that these are the things that i need to do to become a professional whatsoever and you realize that you haven't been putting in that professional time of deliberate practice then change your attitude that's a choice you need to change your attitude and put in the time change your attitude and put in whatever and sacrifice whatever you need to sacrifice so that you will be able to reach that level of professionalism in that particular craft or that would allow you to pursue that career professional but when you evaluate and you realize that no 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 i needed to put one two three four five in place for me to become a professional so and so and you realize that no i've been putting that amount of effort or that deliberate practice and I've been doing it more and more, greater and greater, and I've been continually increasing my efforts. And you realize that you're not moving or you're not going past that mediocrity or that average or below average area. Then in those cases, then you can go and make the conclusion that because I have done whatever it is that I needed to do, I didn't quit too soon. I didn't put less amount of effort. When you realize that you've been giving your very best, when you realize that you've done whatever it is that you needed to do to achieve a level of excellence or a standard of excellence in that particular craft and you haven't achieved it no matter how hard you try, then you can conclude that I have reached my limitations in this area.
And in those areas where you realize that, no, 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 you haven't reached your limitations. You just didn't pull enough time invested in the craft. Then don't make the conclusion. Change yourself. Change your attitude. Change the way you look at that particular craft. And when you change your attitude in that particular craft and the way you see that particular craft, now you'll be able to recover. And it's what I'm slowly doing these days. I'm slowly recovering and coming back into coding. Because I know that as much as I couldn't immediately get into the professional speaking or coaching area by generating enough income as a speaker or as a coach to go full-time into becoming a full-time speaker and coach. I am looking for another way that would help me to sustain or to be able to earn a living or to make ends meet while I continually work on my craft as a professional coach and speaker. I am going to simultaneously, I'm going to code and I'm going to research. I'm going to code and I'm going to speak. I'm going to code and I'm going to coach. And later, next year, I'll be finalizing and I'll be getting my official professional coaching and speaking certification. I will continually speak and I will continually coach. But simultaneously, I will continually program. I will continually hack. And I will develop my craft as a program and as a mathematician. And I've even enrolled to getting to finishing my academic degree in getting my computer applied in mathematics and computer science degree next year. I'm going to finish. I'm going to invest the time that I need to invest to finish my degree and become a professional mathematician and a professional computer scientist. You need to put in the time. Don't quit too soon, my friend. Sometimes you find yourself that you've quit too soon. And when you realize that you've quit too soon, don't, don't be ashamed. Oh, there is no online quitting too soon and staying down. I like what the Navy SEALs mantra is. And they say that in the Navy SEALs, the only easy day is yesterday. But today, it's tough. And it's hard and it's going to be hard. And as, I, as we go into 2020 in my life, I'm going to invest the time needed for me to become a professional coder, to become a professional applied mathematician and a professional hacker. And simultaneously, I'll invest the time that I need to become a brilliant coach and a brilliant speaker. And I will even increase my Atlanta so that one day when I reach the equilibrium level where the income that I'm generating as a coach and as a speaker is equivalent to help me to, to enjoy a particular lifestyle or that would enable me to stop coding or to stop practicing mathematics full-time and to go full-time into speaking and coaching, then I'll make the transition. And I'll make that transition. And until then, until I reach that level where the income I'm generating as a professional speaker and as a professional coach would enable me to live the life of my dreams, I am not making the rational decision or I'm not going to emotionally conclude that I'm going full-time into speaking until I've reached that level. Because the biggest mistake we see that's being made every day is people who read an entrepreneurial book or who read or who watch a YouTube video and then pre-conclude that I'm going to become a professional speaker. 
And when they find themselves not making an income and after, they attempt to go into entrepreneurship and they find that, no, it's been a year and I'm not making any money and I've quit my job. They don't have the humility to admit and go back to work. Don't be that guy. Don't be that woman. When you realize that you've made a big mistake, be humble enough to go back and try again. My friend, this has been the Igniting Dreams Within Podcast, where we solve life and business problems that transform businesses, individuals, churches, organizations, nonprofits into better, happier, and fulfilled ones. I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in, my friend.